Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin, who created... I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Veda Zane. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spocher. We are pretty... Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Emil ASH checking in for our weekly Thursday live stream. Yes, Ro is here. Naka off lang yung camera niya. He, uh, as always, he's uh, looking for a virtual background fitting of uh, whatever big things have happened this week. So while Ro is fixing that, Emil, how are you um, coming off of all of the content we've put out? Uh, of course, um, yung ninth anniversary natin just happened last Sunday. So what was all of that like for you? Um, it was uh, it was a very busy, busy week for us. We dami nating uh, uh, last week I got the chance to uh, meet uh, two uh, two of the most incredible wrestlers that we have uh, locally right now. So um, it was one of the best weeks siguro of me of my wrestling fandom. And then so so dami namin content tinabas, dami interviews, and then the anniversary as well. Uh, thank you again to all the people who went there, all the people who uh, who jammed with us and celebrating our nine years uh, so Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thank you, by the way, dun sa mga sponsors natin. Uh, we got to shout them out one more time. Crep Talk Cafe, Clyde and Chloe Coffee, and Meshwe Shawarma. Thank you, thank you so much. Yung, yung coffee, ano siya, big hit siya. I mean, see Clyde and Chloe. I mean, Crep Talk was really good too, but Clyde and Chloe, surprise sleeper hit. That uh, a lot of people are raving about, actually. Yeah, people have been uh, posting about it on their IG stories and tagging us. Great get, Chino there. Yes. Uh, and and my Diego and my brother really. I know. Yung kapatid ko, he really loves the the smell of of those coffee. And actually, tinay nayon nung sanggabi. Really, really like that. So thank you again to our major, our sponsor, the Clyde and Cloy. For such wonderful coffee. Yeah, I just want to say to all of you who said na they were going to show up and then suddenly didn't show up, you missed out. Because for 200 pesos, we liter- literally had a feast on our hands. Uh-huh. Uh, we had so much food last sobra, Sunday sobra. that we didn't even know what to do with the rest of it. Yeah, so I bring food. Um, I, I didn't even get to eat everything because uh, I'm, I'm trying not to overeat. But 
sobrang sulit yung 200 nyo sana, di ba? And uh, next time, when we say we are going to eat, when, ev- when we say that when we eat, everyone eats, y'all better believe that everyone eats. Oh, we mean it. We, we mean what we say. Uh, let's say hi to some folks. See Mon uh, tuning in from the other side of the world. Look yeah. at you. Uh, Look at you, Mon. Hey, Mon. Traveling on the other side of the world. That's what? that's what you get for beating the PBA. No, no, no. See, no, no, no. Uh, Mon, <laughs> I believe, has moved to the other side of the world. He's not just oh, traveling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He he just didn't he didn't just beat the PBA. He beat the entire uh, country of the Philippines by choosing to live nope. a better life, like our friend Ken Warren. <laughs> So from that decision alone, you have already eclipsed all of us in life. You are a true winner, sir. Now it's up to our patrons, Aaron and Abby and Derv. Uh, A lot of our usuals already here on Facebook and on YouTube, uh, where we are streaming for this evening. So uh, before we get to our first piece of news, let's tell you about how you can be part of our growing Patreon community, especially for our listeners who might be uh, finding out the Maritime Patreon community for the very first time. All right, so if you want to get the full Wrestling Wrestling Podcast experience, all you can do is subscribe to our Patreon and help us out by subscribing to patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast where you could subscribe for as low as five dollars it's around 275 pesos in our local currency you get a lot of perks when you subscribe to our patreon uh we got the discord community where you can uh, interact with your fellow podcast and you could talk to us about anything of course you can always talk to us about wrestling but not just that you can also talk to us about fashion memes movies sports Anything and anything you like, you could uh, talk to us about it in our Discord community. And we also host some uh, live watch parties of some uh, pay-per-views and PLEs. Um, so even though we just had the WrestleMania viewing party a month ago, that doesn't mean that we will stop having those live watch parties on our Discord. So if you want to join us there, you could subscribe to our Patreon. And also we have... The Pasabais, which uh, according to Stan here, is uh, we had we just had the last one uh, the WrestleMania weekend. If, if, and if you want to be a part of the next one, uh, it will not be too far in the mind. No? So if you want to be a part of the next one, you want to get your authentic wrestling merch, uh, WWE, AEW, and any other uh, promotions, you could get it through us as well. And uh, we also have the review content of the weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and some local wrestling events as well, which uh, shout-outs to Rowan. He has been doing a good job of reviewing um, the uh, recent episodes of Action Event TV. So if, if you want to check that out, you could go to our Patreon. And by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the podcast. So please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast where you can subscribe for as low as five dollars. You know, see Emil Gumagalina sa ad reads. Uh, let's say what's up to our good friend Kel Fabi, our benefactor for the undisputed WWE Championship belt that we got to flex last Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Yung uh, medyo napupunit, <laughs> medyo uh, <laughs> ng uh, WWE uh, WWE Championship, the undisputed WWE Championship. One of my favorite or my favorite uh, World Championships. So thank you for that, uh, Kel. Um, I, I asked him. After he saw it, if he didn't want it back yet, I open ya. 
All right. So I, I guess it is still uh, on loan to the podcast for us to use. Uh, Emil, you mentioned the upcoming viewing parties. We actually posted a vibe check over on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Facebook page for Night of Champions. That's happening May 27. Uh, that should be May 28 Philippine time because it will be in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. So alam naman natin, pag Saudi time yan, edi hating gabi, di ba? Walang tulugan, master showman tayo dyan. So uh, just comment on the page, either sa page namin or kay Galactic. Shark, friend of the podcast, if you're interested in joining us for a watch party of Night of Champions, um, that way we, we'll know kung worth it bang mag, uh, mag-organize at mag-arrange ng viewing party for May 28 ng Madaling Araw. Alright? Now let's get our first piece of news. This one is from outside the ring and because it concerns uh, lawsuits and things that I would rather not get fired for, I'm going to be excusing myself from this next conversation. Okay, so... What we woke up to this morning, which was super bizarre, but also really, 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 really warranted, I think. Uh, a former WWE writer named Brittany Abrahams, um, she sued WWE for uh, really racist stuff. So there a real, she counts, uh, she recounts rather, a, a bunch of stories where um, the writers behind the scenes, if you don't know yet, WWE is uh, helmed by uh, a creative team on which uh, Triple H is the lead. And then before that, Vince McMahon. So um, Brittany Abrahams was signed to WWE back in, I believe, the pandemic um, around that time. And then uh, she pretty much saw a lot of things go down, a lot of shitty things happen, namely a lot of racist behavior and ideas from fellow creative team members. So I don't have the specifics here. Emil, do you have the, the notes here from her complaint? Yeah. One of them involves Mansoor, um, uh, an, an idea for Mansoor in which um, they wanted to have him be uh, the perpetrator of 9-11 even though he would yeah, that was really messed yeah, up was even really though Mansoor would have been a child a literal child at the time uh, also some things where uh, Bianca Belair was pitched to be a lot more ghetto than she is now I believe that kind of happened a little bit but not so much that was I believe the idea to have Apollo Crews speak in his native Nigerian accent was also a thing that was pitched there. So basically, Britney is suing the WWE, suing Vince McMahon for a lot of racist stuff, a lot of racist behavior. It should be noted as well that I believe Britney is a black woman. That's why she was the lone, uh, one of the lone black voices in that creative um, in that uh, creative meeting, in that creative team rather. So uh, really interesting stuff. And to be honest with you, uh, if you've been watching the WWE for as long as we have, especially me, the Ruthless Aggression era 20 years ago where uh, things were not as PC as it is now. And uh, the way it is now is the way it should be. Right? Uh, let's make that clear. Now, I'm not here to diss how bad things were back then, but... I mean, I'm not here to diss uh, what's happening now. I'm here to diss what, how bad things were back then and how things still are 
apparently, uh, when it comes to uh, white people and how they perceive other um, ethnicities and other uh, nationalities and cultures. Diba? Yeah, Aaron's, uh, Aaron's totally right. Um, this isn't surprising because we literally did have Vince McMahon drop the N-bomb on... Uh, on, on oh, my God. Um, what, 15 or 16 years ago? Yeah. So this shit is... <laughs> Honestly, a long time coming. Vince should be taking a task for this uh, culture, this environment, this social culture in which um, a lot of people are insensitive and and remain that way because that's how they grew up. That, he should be held accountable for this. And I see. I don't know where this lawsuit is going. Honestly, I don't know how it's going to fare. But uh, I will say, even if uh, even if you work for the WWE, I do believe that you think the servant deserved that. What do you think, Emil? Yeah. Um. To be honest, hindi na ako nabigla na nabigla ako na ngayon lang may nagsalita, may nag uh, stand, stand up against it. Uh, because this has been if again, if like you said, if you've been watching WWE for the longest of time, you'd like this is something that has happened so many times. Yeah, you know, the, these, you know. Yeah. These horrible stereotypical gimmicks, not just with the you know, not just with African American people, but all types of race. Merong, at least there's one specific stereotypical gimmick that I could honestly remember. Like Muhammad Hassan. Like, you know, that's that's like the ultimate example of this. He wasn't um, even he wasn't and, even he wasn't was, even Arab. Yeah. yeah. He, he was, yeah, he was wasn't Italian. even Arab. <laughs> the, the man is Italian. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Santino Morella, although he was kind of funny, but still it was kind of the you know the stereotypical gimmick of someone who's Italian and and who else can forget uh, about crime time diba? like you know the perception of of African American people young African American people being uh, acting like that they fucking had you Chavo know, Guerrero change his entire <laughs> name and ethnicity uh, just as and had him say if it ain't white it ain't right that that's those are yeah. things we're, we're not making this up if you're listening to the podcast uh, right now, and then you're kind of new to wrestling, and then you're you're thinking now, how how ridiculous are these things that uh, Rowan and Emil are saying? And this all of this can't be true. I'm telling you, friends, this yes. is true. And a lot of people in the <laughs> in the chat right now know because you know this has been a part of our childhood, and you know, embarrassingly so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, I I don't know what will happen with this lawsuit, honestly, because it's against WWE and Sobrang dami ng lawsuits na lumabas over the last year or so and di natin alam kung ano yung kinilabasan noon but um if if this if yung goal nito is to raise awareness na oh WWE is like this I think may awareness din naman yung mga tao na yeah they've been like that for for quite a while Yeah um no you're right uh, that's actually a good point that you bring up uh, Emil um everyone knew uh, even you know even black fans knew um non-white fans knew how bad Things are, but you know, the entertainment side always won out in the end. Because as you know, cancel culture isn't really real until uh, you know there are actual legit uh, repercussions that come with it. So that's why I said I don't know how this, um, I don't know how this lawsuit will fare and what it will ultimately accomplish. Because uh, if the sexual harassment lawsuits weren't enough to take Vince down for good, but he's he's, he's fucking back, right? Um, 
if those things weren't enough to destroy Vince McMahon. I, I am not entirely sure this would, especially in an era where, uh, you know, a lot of white people, a lot of uh, Americans have pretty much doubled down on a lot of behavior, even though there's a lot of awareness on what things are problematic. So, yeah, uh, you're right. It's nice that somebody is standing up for this. I, I fully support it. I just do not know yes. how it's going to shake out. But um, again, as the chat is uh, uh, showing, this is nothing new. Uh, we all know this. And it's kind of actually pretty sad that we, this is kind of normalized for all of us. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, no. um, I don't know. Um, what kind of... Thing, I don't know. We need we need an American legal expert here, Kase, to to really explore what kind of uh, what kind of consequences the WWE is really facing here, or Vince McMahon or whoever is really facing here. I'm not. I'll be honest with you. I had I have not read up on the uh, on the complaint. I don't know what the complaint is seeking. Because uh, usually, pag may uh, uh, there's usually uh, a request for something. I don't. For this, I don't think you can send Vince to jail for being racist. Uh, you could probably. I don't know. I I remember now. She is she's suing for wrongful termination as well. Because they fired oh, okay. her because uh, the official reason was again wrongful ter- wrongful termination, as said by Carlo Elijah. Yeah, thank you, Carlo. Um, she was fired. Caserao, she took home a WrestleMania chair, even though the white writers, you know, uh, the white male writers rather, were taking home WrestleMania chairs with no problem. So uh, there is some discrimination there. And um, yeah, I, su- uh, I support this. I fully support this, uh, this lawsuit by Brittany Abrahams. You, you go get that back, girl. Yes. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Emil? Uh, no, uh, like we have pretty much said like everything. Uh, yeah, uh, that was, that, that, yeah. Glendale brings up a good point. Isn't isn't racism also a thing in other wrestling companies? Um, LAX is a bad example because LAX is, I believe, their own creation. No mismong members on LAX, like yeah. Conan, uh, the original LAX and Conan, Sina Hernandez. Um, those that that was their thing. But you're right in that racism has been uh, a big thing in wrestling because you know traditionally uh, old white guys or mostly white guys, a lot of southern white guys have been the the foundations of the pro wrestling business. And a lot of stories have come out over the decades on how uh, the business has been discriminatory over the years, over history, and some in some ways it still kind of is. WWE is not exempt from any of these accusations, you know, or, or rather other companies are not exempt from these accusations if they have been displaying um, pretty racist behavior. So um, WWE just happens to be the biggest fish in that particular sea. So I believe if that, if, if something happens to WWE, I sh- it should be happening. Uh, other companies would follow suit because say. Other companies would see that okay, you can't do this anymore. It's 2023 uh, Anno Domini, and this this shit just does not fly. You know that should be the intended fallout for um, for this entire controversy. So you know, uh, yeah. Anything else, Emil? You got? You pretty much said everything, man. All right. So yeah, I think on. we can move on and bring Stan back to the feed. Uh, Babyface producer, I think Mike. Do we have Mike on here? That's uh, Jasper. Babyface producer Jasper. Jasper. Yeah. Let's proceed to the next slide and bring Stan back. All right. 
Let, let's talk about the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship, which Triple H introduced on Raw. And I just, I, I just want to appreciate how uh, hindi in, parang like, yeah, he had an announcement, but they just went right into it instead of hyping up the announcement for days and days on end, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> the World Heavyweight Championship has been yeah. introduced and it kind of looks like the big gold belt, but it's very, uh, it does resemble it. Um, I myself love the big gold belt. It's my favorite championship. So even though we're not getting the actual big gold belt, I'm okay with this. Uh, rumor has it that Seth Rollins is Triple H's leading candidate. You know, sabi sabi sa mga kaibigan nating dirt sheets. Um, so what do you guys think about the design? Who do you think should be the first champion? Uh, let's get it out there. Emil, go. Come on. Yeah. I'm gonna go first with the design. Now, obviously, it's it was inspired with the big gold belt, but they really can't replicate the big gold belt anymore. Because I think someone owns it, uh, the intellectual property of it. No, no, they own um, they own the intellectual property. Uh, it's own? just that Conrad owns the actual last oh, yeah. belt. Oh, okay, all right, okay. So, um, but I'm hindi ko talaga trip yung WWE logo sa middle. Like, I I get it. It's for the sake of branding. But they, I think for me, they could have done a better job of incorporating the logo on the title. Because it's like a big dark pimple. You know? And I actually saw a picture where it yung may logo ng WWE, but it looked better. Because the colors kind of mixed in with the yung, yung harap ng, ng belt, which is you know, much better. Yun. And, but you know what? It's the first design. Maybe they'll change it again sometime soon. And for me, I have mixed feelings about this the new the introduction of a new title. Because they should have had you know, they should have had two titles already. They should have had Roman lose the other one. Pero you know, nandito na tayo eh. Kasi this one, magbumuka talaga na they just created this title because there's no one who could who could take one or both of the belts from Roman. So the idea of I know of having that second title is I know parang mixture for me. Siguro dependent on who wins who wins uh, the title first. So, but for me, this title is like a consolation prize for you know for being good but not good enough to beat Roman. Yep. Uh, you hit it right on the head. First, uh, the design ugly as fuck, super ugly. Um, Literally, I mean, okay, fine. WWE logo on 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 top of the big gold belt, sure. Sige. Uh, pagbigyan, client. Pagbigyan ng client. But the execution is so, so bad. Emil called it a pimple. I call it a giant gaping asshole. This is the big gape. <laughs> the big gape on the big gold. There is another design execution that makes the globe gold and then the logo white. That is so much better, and I don't understand why they did not go with that. It's just so, so bad. And the, the plate doesn't look as big as the big gold center plate, so it's not, it's not even the big gold. It's a medium gold. <laughs> so it's just so... <laughs> what is this? It's, 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 so, it's so bad. Uh, it's... Okay, I, I guess it's... The only plus point it has is that it's not uh, another colorway of the WWE Championship design. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's at least what it has going for it. It's something that they that they try to they try to do something differently. As for the actual creative implications of it, uh, Emil again is right. The two championships that Roman should have had has right now rather should have been split by someone who is actually the champion. Uh, 
or um, instead uh, do what I proposed before this, you know, have Adam Pierce legitimately separate the two championships. One, give one the SmackDown, give one the Raw. Uh, you know, it, it it's not that hard. It's not that hard to think about. Because otherwise, um, just naming, just just bringing out a new championship because Roman Reigns cannot be beaten literally is a consolation prize. You know. Uh, there's no way to get around it because it is God. It's they they literally said even though they clowned Roman in the two segments, it's just we can't beat him. We also can't take the championships off him. So here you go. Here is a new toy for you to play with. So you pay the Like they were Triple H was making all these jokes about Roman, but in the end, the joke is on him because he couldn't. He couldn't be asked to take the championships off Roma. So who are you really making fun of when you when yeah. you make fun of the champion? <laughs> so what the hell, dude? Um, all right, that was there. There's a rumor that Cody is the first in line for this. That's gonna look even worse for Cody because it's there is an admission that Cody can't beat Roman, so Cody's gonna get this one B championship because. This is the story. This is his destiny. And then, as Cody fans, is this really what you want? That he be handed, even though he wins a hard fought match at Backlash against whoever. Is that really what you want for your boy? <laughs> so, if not Cody Sino, who would you line up to win this championship? That's a good question. Um, I initially said that uh, whoever should be the first champion should not be. Um, Anyone who Roman has faced and beaten for the championship in the past few years. But uh, I believe that Seth really is the guy for it. Um, I think Seth makes a really great case to be the guy to be the first champion. That promo he did, no, hmm. it was um, it was really babyface fire for the whole thing. And it he must make Keisha to make fun of Roman than Triple H. <laughs> and I believe him when he says he's a champion or he's, he could be a champion who could defend that thing whenever he wants. Uh, w- uh, you know, way more than Roman Reigns ever does right now. Deba. So he's my guy. Um, if he could, I would give it to Gunther as well because even though it's going to be a second final boss for uh, whatever other brand there is, you know, I think he deserves it as well. He's he's going to be Roman light, legit. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, but, you know, Gunther is a lot more fun to watch, you know. So, yeah, um, those are my two picks. Finn, I, I would take Finn as well, but even though... No, Finn got beat, right? Yeah, Finn got beat, but, you know, God technically beat Finn, not, not Roman. <laughs> So there's that. But um, not Cody, because if you want the big Cody moment, this isn't it. All the more that this isn't it, just because you are itching for a big championship win, big world championship win for your boy. So are you saying that Cody not winning at WrestleMania was a failure? <laughs> well, he puts money on his table. He puts food on his table for his kids. <laughs> Because Cody will say that that was a yeah. step to success. If he's going to pull yeah. a Giannis on you. Yeah. But, but uh, say, oh. Oh. I, I didn't ask that. You asked if it was a failure. I didn't ask him. <laughs> I wanted him to to make it a, a, you know, a rebuilding, a, a motivation to rebuild for next year. <laughs> step to success. Uh, Are you going to be the first champion? Um, 
first of all, it has to be, I will agree with you, it has to be someone away from the Roman universe or, you know, everyone who's involved in that. There should be, should be someone from, from the outside, you know. And um, for me, I think, Siguro Gunther, but he's still the IC champ. So I also agree with you. It has to be either Seth or Gunther. Yun yung acceptable for me. Kasi hindi siya magmumukang consolation prize. Kasi Seth, yeah, matagal na, he hasn't faced Roman in a long time. And Gunther hasn't really interacted with the bloodline at all since he came to the main roster. So those two are also the acceptable pick for me. All right. Uh, appreciate everybody leaving their uh, bets to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship in the chat. We'll be crowning a new champion in exactly one month at Night of Champions. So again, let us know if you want to join us for a watch party live at a sports bar at like 12 midnight or 1 a.m. on March 28. Yep. In the meantime, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the potential for single brand PLEs and CM Punk reportedly being backstage at Raw in Chicago. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. All right, sagutin natin tong question muna ni Leo. He asks, what if they're doing a remake of the Hard Time storyline with Cody being in Dusty's place? That's actually kind of hard to do uh, because if you know the actual context of Hard Times, uh, it came with yung uh, e- economic recession of the, uh, the US in the 80s. So that promo by Dusty Rose is very much rooted in what reality they were living in. Now, granted, it's not like the economy's in a much better place in 2023, but the way that Cody does his promos doesn't really reflect the struggle of the uh, lower-income American. So it's kind of hard to do that. Um, I recommend that you watch yung A&E biography ni Dusty Rhodes for you to have the full context of the Hard Times promo because the Hard Times promo is really just a promo that's part of a larger storyline with Ric Flair. Yeah, no, I think what Leo means is that, you know, the hard time story is that, uh, like Kel said, it's a setback as a setup for a comeback, diba? So if that's what he means, then yeah, sure, it's pretty much exactly what they're doing. Because hey, um, Cody is taking eating his L, Siba, but, you know, he has to win against Brock for that to still be um, a legitimate thing. Uh, uh, yeah. if, he, if he takes an L for Brock, now he that that world heavyweight championship won't even save him. So there's that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the possibility of single branded PLEs making a comeback. We last saw this nung nag brand split nung 2016. And it ran for about a couple of years before WWE went back to bringing everyone together for the PLEs. So what do you guys think about this? Uh, Do you like having single-branded PLEs? And is this something that could be sustainable if, for example, we're going to have them every two or three weeks like uh, the last stretch of the run? Yes, uh, I like single-branded PLEs, not just because I grew up on them back 20 years ago. But because this is the way to expose, I mean, give exposure rather to everyone on your roster. People are really suffering from a lack of exposure, especially if you're on the mid card. But uh, Triple H is now doing, especially now that Triple H is doing what, five or six matches a pay per view, a PLE. So if that is the game plan, if that is the approach to PLEs, then all the more um, 
you should be putting on single brand PLDs. Kasi nabawasan talaga yung ano, nabawasan talaga yung amount of matches that you get in one card, diba? Uh, not like when Vince was sticking seven to eight matches every every month, diba? So best way to do it is how we did how we had it when we were growing up. Single brand PLEs rotate, alternate each month until you get to the big four or big five. And let the stories play out instead of trying to cram them within three or four weeks. So that is the optimal setup. And I hope that, I think, you know, this is me totally spitballing here, but I think Triple H liked it, how they did it back in the early 2000s. Yeah, back in his prime, no? Uh, Ikaw, Emil, what do you feel about this one? Because when uh, Ro set it up, nah. You'll have alternating months, kunwari, raw PLE, SmackDown PLE, diba? So raw could go two months between premium live events. Is that something that you would like as a viewer? Yes, actually, that if they're gonna do the single brand uh, pay per views or PLEs, that's the way I want it for. I want it to be executed. You know, hindi yung hindi yung gaya ng 2016 na uh, in one month there's two. Two pay-per-views, one for Raw and one for SmackDown. Because that was a time where every two weeks or every three weeks, we had a pay-per-view, and the stories doesn't get told enough on TV. Because there's always another, there's, there's, there's always another pay-per-view, na, you know, in in a month or in 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 a few weeks. So, saka ever since Triple H took over, uh, the quality of 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 uh, of PLEs has gone up because sobrang spread out na nung mga PLEs uh, these days. Like, um, we didn't have a paper a PLE since from Survivor Series until Royal Rumble. So that was like a good two month span and undaming stories that were able uh, that they were able to tell. And you know, the the Royal Rumble PLE is one of the you know one of the best uh, Royal Rumble PLEs that we had in a while because they had that long build up to it uh, they were able to tell a lot of stories they were able to spotlight a lot of people so if they're gonna do it they should they should stick to having like what will said um like for example this month raw next month smackdown then alternate and then uh big four and then do it all over again so Sige, pag ganun, uh, yung, you, know, you have your big four, but I would argue na Money in the Bank, you kind of have to make that a dual-branded show because of the nature of Money in the Bank. So that kind of makes Money in the Bank your big five. Yeah, that's what they I mean, like, sige, I, I, can, I can buy it. I can, I can see them making fetch happening happen there. So okay lang naman siya. I do think, I mean, we should, we should actually replace Survivor Series. Again, I'm ringing that bell. I'm, I'm banging that drum. Uh, Survivor Series can get the fuck out of here. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to CM Punk and you reports from this past week that he was backstage at Raw in Chicago. So, ang sabi sabi is that he just wanted to talk to The Miz and Triple H, uh, presumably to just uh, squash beef with The Miz. Meron um, reports na nagsabi na uh, Punk wanted to speak with Triple H, tapos magpapaalam lang daw muna kay Vince, and that uh, hindi naman nang gulo si Punk, but Security had to escort him out when uh, Vince was told na Punk was there. Parang on on Vince's orders daw na uh, pinaalis si Punk from the venue. So what do you make of all of this, Emil? Because it, it's kind of weird to hear about Punk being backstage at a WWE event, diba? of all places. Um, I think for me, 
wala namang it was simply a visit from Punk pero because um his visit was nothing malicious he didn't intend on wreaking havoc there but because of the history and because um he he was basically a persona non grata in WWE because of you know all the lawsuits that happened before and all that um it seemed like the higher ups were alerted na oh punk punk is here like um what are we going to do because <laughs> they, they we all know the history of punk you know but i really don't think uh it should be a bigger deal than it was he was just there to visit some friends because I, as far as I know, AEW wrestlers also do that. Also, if they they have friends who are in town working for WWE, they would they would go there and visit them. Like uh, Ricky Starks did during um, uh, I don't yeah, I don't and know he got was, shit for that. Was, was so it it's not exactly a thing that that is super one hundred percent accepted. Yeah, if anything, but, yung parang yeah, acceptable lang is when the spouses attend ceremonies like yeah. the Hall of Fame. Diba? Like when Malachi Black was there, uh, I believe Buddy Murphy was also uh, at the Andrade. Hall of Fame. Uh, Andrade was also at the Hall of Fame. So I think that's where they kind of draw a very soft line. Yeah, pero, yeah, I, like, I, I don't think this is something na, na it's a big deal. Like, he, he just went there. Okay. You know, maybe it's... it's sure. Igaro, do you think there's something bigger here at play? No, no, I don't think so. I think I believe I believe the story na okay, na nakasabay na yung mga for yung mga WWE guys so it's a flight niya and uh he just wanted to say hi, but I do want to address uh this question that Kel said in the chat. It seems like he's mellowing down. No, I don't believe that. I don't think he's mellowing down. I think he's choosing who to mellow down to. I feel like he was warm and approachable and friendly with the WWE side because he is fed up with the AEW side. Because after all, these are the, pe- the new AEW people were the people he did call children after all. And, you know, going by a few things, a few stories about the AEW locker room, it does feel like uh, WWE is the more adult place to work in. You know, it seems that way, you know, from the outside looking in. So I wouldn't put it past Punk to um, uh, choose and pick who to be uh, to be kind to, you know, I I don't think that he grew out of his being a bitter old man. You know, that's just it. I I I don't think that it. I think may conting ulterior motive ng konte. You know, I I I do kind of buy the fact that he was testing the waters or the speculation rather that he was testing the waters for a potential. Return to WWE. Because if if you know Triple H was in charge of creative, I do think if I were Punk, I would give that a shot. Because it wouldn't be as intent as insane as the big guy. You know. All right, let's go inside the ring here and talk about our boy Bad Bunny, who made his return on Raw and challenged Damian Priest to a San Juan Street fight at Backlash. So hindi na siyang host, he's actually going to be on the card. Uh, but what surprised virtually all of us is the fact that we're not getting a tag team match between Damian Priest and Dom versus Bad Bunny and Ray. It's a straight-up singles match. So, Ro, what do you think about uh, Bad Bunny in a street fight? Yeah, uh, you know, judging by the way he was swinging that kendo stick, I'm all for it. Uh, have you seen it? It legit. You know, I think I heard you know Priest uh, cry out for real because yeah, he was laying it in. Was, yeah, he was laying it in. Uh, he was getting whacked in the in the back for real. Parang yung ano yung It's like 
it's like he was it's like this is some you know uh unnamed fraternity around here so if if benito here could understand the assignment like that i think we are in for a good um street fight in uh, at backlash in puerto rico mm-hmm. you go emil I really thought this would be a tag match, you know. Um, like yun yung rumors, yun yung usapan, uh, heading into backlash. But I guess a stipulated gimmick match involving a celebrity like Bad Bunny isn't all that bad. Because, ani, um, we all know Bad Bunny isn't really a regular wrestler. He, like, um, although he he can with the proper people, and I I think Damian Priest is um. He can carry Bad Bunny into a really great match. Plus, it's a street fight, so you know, may stipulation, eh? may may uh, may hook yeah. to the people who's gonna watch it. Na oh, you see, the, we have a celebrity here that's gonna compete in a street fight, in not just a regular wrestling match. So, yun palang like it can sell it. I don't know if Backlash already sold out, but after after the announcement of this match, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be surprised if the event if the PLE in Puerto Rico suddenly you know, sold out because they're going to see Bad Bunny in single section this time. Yeah, I'm super hyped for this. I can't wait to call it. We're getting uh, Benito in a one-on-one match on a WWE PLE, and uh, we are all the winners here. Now, sticking with Raw, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, the next chapter in the story nila, now that they're champions, looks like there's already some tension just three weeks into their reign. And I want to reference your review of Raw on our Patreon page, Ro, where you mentioned that uh, there could be another turn on the horizon here for one of these two. Yeah, because um, these things are telegraphed now in, in the age of Triple H. I'm not saying it's a good I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just... It's just that when they do something or, or when they start something and plant those seeds, there is usually a follow through, which is why the, I, I got this feeling of dread that they're going to break up uh, this team again sooner or later. Because hey, they've been riding Kevin Owens to be a bit of a bit more of a hothead lately since they won the championships. Medyo weird actually na shift in behavior a little bit after they after WrestleMania. So there's that. Um, Leo, I don't think they're gonna hot potato the tag team championships. I don't think the Usos are gonna win this because they are again when when I said that they started something, they are really following through with that, and I think they're following through with the Usos splitting from the bloodline. We've seen the we've seen the teases, the Paul Heyman uh, little bits of acting, the 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 promos as always that, that have been happening since uh before wrestlemania so it's really important to the story that the usos lose this championship match next not about friday but or next week yeah saturday manila time saturday uh this week yeah this week so um i wouldn't be worried about that which is why i'm worried about the breakup <laughs> again the the whatever heel turn is going to be so you know the man um i it it's it's something that you can't take out of the equation completely. Yeah, because they keep talking about the breakup, the potential for KO to be true to his nature and to stab Sammy in the back, or maybe even vice versa. So Emil, are you buying this right now? Do you think that KO or Sammy will turn on the other? No. It's just, it's just too soon for another KO heel run and turning on Sammy is going to be so predictable. No, um, I, 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 sorry, Emil, to cut you off, but I want to counter that and say that they're actually writing it sensibly, which is why I'm scared. They have been writing it sensibly because <laughs> uh, 
Kevin Owens is understandably upset with Sammy for still trying to reach out to Jey Uso at the very least. Right? So, uh, if you were Kevin Owens, you'd probably be upset as well. Right? If, 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 if your friend was still trying to talk to his ex-friend that isn't really uh, a good dude, you know, and has made his choice and has chosen the bed to lay in. That's the story that, again, you have seemed to miss. You know, because this goes back to before Mania where we asked ourselves, na, should KO even accept Sammy back? Because ap- after that, parang bigla na lang sila nag- nagbate and then their issues... Nagbate is... sila? <laughs> yeah, okay. Saro <laughs> wala ako doon. Yeah, oh, nah. And then... Wala na, um, na-distract na si Emil. Yung... Wala na. <laughs> yung issues nila hindi pa na sort out like they just made up and that's it they moved on they won the tag team title so at this point clearly there's still something yeah like okay I agree with now with bro maybe oh, issues pa doon eh, na, Socratic method they... you <laughs> Lana you let you dropped the ball Emil I, I should call you Grayson okay. Allen now oh <laughs> pero I think this is just a bump on the road and they will retain their titles and their friendship at the end. I would hope so. I'm right. I mean, like, when, when they do something, there's usually something else that follows, which is the scary thing, the, in a good way, I guess, of the Triple H regime. Yeah, if anything, uh, with this particular story, they're not very subtle anymore. You can kind uh. of tell where they're going, right? So I guess there's a, a medyo valid naman yung concern heading into the next chapter of KO and Sammy's arc. Right, uh, let's talk about the draft. It's coming up. It actually starts in a couple of days. So since this goes up on uh, Spotify tomorrow, may time pa tayo. Let's call our shot. Where is Roman Reigns going? I, SmackDown. No, no, no. Um, it's easy to say SmackDown, but I did read a rumor about um, how this is going to go. USA, NBC wants the bloodline. So Damn. they have been appearing on Raw a lot more recently, relatively recently. So I would not be surprised if Raw takes Roman Reigns with the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there any teams that you want to see split up? Because, de ba yun sa mga uh, storylines heading into the draft? Which teams are going to be split up? Which, to me, it's kind of silly if you split up KO and Sami Zayn. So I wouldn't do that. Uh, but on the Masked Man show, they were toying with the idea of taking Jay with one pick and leaving Jimmy Uso in the free agent waiver wire and then snapping him up. Because people are like, "Anong gagawin ko kay Jimmy Uso?" <laughs> so, medyo disrespectful. <laughs> Medjo weird. So kayo, which tag teams do you wanna split up? I'm I'm agreeing with Carlo here sa, sa chat. Uh I would want to see even though I do wanna keep them together, I do wanna see uh Montez and Docs uh split up. Ooh. I think that they are great additions to both mid card se- uh mid card uh scenes rather, divisions, and I think Medjo nag scratch na rin sila ng ceiling nila as tag team champions, especially when you have uh, the Usos and Sammy and Kevin Owens at the at, you know holding down that that tag team division. And if you're not gonna split the tag team championships as well, right, right. Iko Emil, who do you want to split up? Ito, uh, um, what if the bloodline gets split up? And I'm not talking about the Usos. For, like uh, for example, Adam Pierce is so fed up with all the bloodline BS. Now he uses the draft to, or Adam Pierce or anyone, uh, or yeah, Adam Pierce. Pala. So, what if he uses the draft to take away Solo Sikoa 
from the rest of the bloodline. I know they're not a team, but like they're considered a team. By putting him on another show than the rest of the group, Roman and the Usos. Because if you've been noticing the last few defenses ni Roman, Solo is really like that X factor, you know. Um, we saw it at Mania. Like Solo came back and he was able to, and Roman was able to win. So I think this move will further the storyline of yung demise ng bloodline. So that's something that inisip ko last time. Like what if? I don't think they're gonna you know, use the draft as, to like contribute to the breakup of the bloodline. Parang may, medyo ano siya, To me, it doesn't hold much water. Because as Glendale points out, Paul Heyman can easily just politic his way for the bloodline to remain intact. Yeah, uh, Roman would oh, yeah, want um, the bloodline together, uh, like to the point of, I guess, coercing Adam Pearce. <laughs> I mean, he got uh, he got himself the part time schedule even in kayfabe. So who's to say he can't advocate for the bloodline to remain together? All right, that's fair. Like I'm just fantasy book. <laughs> yeah. Uh done. I want to go back to what Kel said. He prefers that the Prophets split without the feud. Yeah, actually, I do want them to get the New Day split. Yes. So you just draft them and, you know, they're not going to fight. They just happen to be drafted separately. Yeah, uh, you give them you give them that moment of shock na they go their separate ways and then just leave it there, no? Uh, any call-ups that you're anticipating aside from Pretty Deadly? Because I think everyone and their mother is already calling for Pretty Deadly to get called up. Tyler Bate. Uh, Zoe Stark, Tyler Bate and Zoe Stark. Ilya, Dragunov. Ilya as well, yes, yes. Yeah. Ilya is a good choice. That's the one name I want. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. See. Sana Carmelo, pero, you know, that's yeah, cannot be. Yeah, Cameron Grimes hasn't been seen on TV in months, oh, so yeah. sabi ni Leo, he might debut on either brand. That's that's a good uh, good call right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, biggest shakeup you want to see coming out of the draft? Uh, NXT, NXT. I want to see more yeah. main roster guys relegated back to NXT. Is, is that a possibility that NXT says, I'm going to pick uh, insert random mid carder here? And the, actually, mm, yeah, I don't think they are going to be part of the draft because it's main roster stuff only. And then NXT pool is um, eligible for main roster call ups. But I do hope the Merong system now, okay. For the guys we didn't get to draft, you NXT will claim you back down. Damn. That's harsh. <laughs> That's harsh. That's harsh. That's harsh. Yeah. All right, you got me, Emil. Biggest shake-up so, you want to see. Ano, parang uh, G-League. Yun. Yeah. G-League contracts. <laughs> Two-way contract. Uh, Emil, your, your biggest shake-up. Or yun na yun, um, yung solo, ano, solo getting separated. Yeah, that was actually what I had in mind. Okay, so. okay. No worries. So yeah, let's take one more break. After that, we'll talk about AEW, that Roderick Strong debut, and MJF's tweet, which he subsequently took down in like less than a day. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Let's get to the audio-only part and start with uh, Chavo Guerrero making some noise on Twitter. Uh, apparently, he was working he lang daw, but the reason why he made noise to begin with is he was calling out Rey Mysterio for supposedly continuing to profit off of Eddie Guerrero's name and memory. So about a day later, when people started responding, you know, sabi niya, I still got it, or some, something along the lines of, you, you all got worked without, you know, without really saying it in those words. So Emil, what does that tell you? Or what do you feel about Chavo taking this time to work us all on social media? <laughs> like, 
ang ang ano ko lang doon is bakit kasi it's not even it's not even a restaurant any company so yung work heel na yon sobrang sobrang funny okay. siya okay 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 uh should ask me first because i actually have context yeah. for this yeah. uh this whole this whole thing started because chavo got interviewed i believe on a podcast yes. or somewhere on a podcast. He, he got interviewed and he made comments about ray about those things about ray using the guerrero name and those comments were so over the top that he was working yeah uh he talked about ray he talked about coaching dom for ray he talked about ray using the guerrero name so all of those things he touched on uh in that interview and because of the way he spoke because uh, you know coming from the quotes that uh the aggregators took from the from the interview I knew that he was working and then he tweeted that because there was the interview you know it was a follow up to that and without that context people didn't quite get that he was just fucking around with everyone else so uh it's it's hard to work when not everyone knows you're working and when people are not aware or they're not in that environment where they would take what you were saying as a work you know um it's really a mess on chavo side it just wasn't uh he just ended up working himself into a shoot which ended up shooting back into a work so um yeah. it's unfortunate but i believe that it was a work and a lot of people just did not because they did not know that context yeah i ironically yep. though uh, i know a bunch of real life heels who would go back and fall back to that excuse well oh, work long brother just working character working in Uh, the sad part is we were among those people at some point. Yeah, yeah, no, I I won't uh, I won't say that we are not we were not part of that. But Sakinaman <laughs> when I was working as a heel, I really was working as a heel. I I intended to work as a heel, you know. Um <laughs> other people because they were trying to pass off real life heat as character heat as kayfabe heat. So that's that's the bad part. You don't want to be doing that, you know. Yeah, so, so no to aspiring wrestlers listening to this podcast. If you want to be a heel, there is a time and place for you to yeah. be a heel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to other stuff from outside the ring. So, uh, San? Oh, yeah. Yung, yeah, yung sa... Yung pagkolatang do sa mga tributes kay. I just want to say something about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with the tributes. I mean... Yeah. No, I know a, I know. Chavo doesn't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that. He, was just, he literally was just working. <laughs> like it's just paying respect to a wrestler who influenced someone our generation of wrestling fans. It's like players, like NBA players now playing their tributes to Kobe. I mean, Ay, sorry, sorry, are, are you done? I I have uh, something yeah. to say for that. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, it's like you NBA players today that paying tributes to Kobe. Jeez, nung finals si Jason Tatum, he kept you know on channeling his his inner Kobe by paying tributes to the man, and there's nothing wrong about that. Well, I don't Brian family that they don't like them, so it's just paying respects. And um, uh, and I think I know in the future, the man tributes will still will still keep on coming because Eddie was such a huge figure uh, in the wrestling world. Well, Jason Tatum isn't making money off of Kobe, right? not okay. like how the Latino World Order literally <laughs> used the fucking same Viva La Raza drop, <laughs> Viva La Raza drop from Eddie's theme song, which I now believe is borderline crossing the line here. Oh, I think why? Why? This is <laughs> probably going to be a hot take, but why? Because I like it. I love hearing the Viva La yeah, Raza drop. But we associated with 
the following Eddie. strands of lie cheat and steal yeah. the, that song we expect that to come after that viva la raza i don't mind the, using the phrase viva la raza just don't use that particular drop from the same song because i am conditioned like a pavlovian dog to believe that eddie <laughs> is coming out or someone is coming out in a fucking lowrider so Unfortunately, why an entire could... generation of wrestling fans yeah, is I... not conditioned the same way you and i are <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, they you, are. No, they are. Our age of wrestling fans. Our so age, think, yes. But yung mga age ni Rowan, you think they're conditioned nga, that way? Yun nga. So if you are going to use, <laughs> if, you, uh, if you're going to pay tribute to Eddie, who is the founder of the LWO, it should be mentioned. I don't think anyone mentioned that on commentary. Meta, by meta, the way. meta. Oh, meta. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. Michael Cole has several ayun, times, mind you. Ayun, ayun. No, no. After that, after that entrance? Yes. From last week? Yes. yes. This week, but that's all right. All right. That's good. Good. Um, you can pay tribute to that. I just wish they recorded something new with either Ray and slash or uh, Santos. Like, why couldn't you just... You're still paying tribute <laughs> to the guy who founded the LWO. You're just using a completely different drop. It, it would evoke the same feeling. It's just that it's not the same drop that is used in a really, really classic theme song. Petition to have Zelina Vega record Viva La Raza in the sure. sultriest voice no, possible. Yeah. Yes, I, I am all for that. Let's just not use the classic, iconic, legendary drop. Because hey, when I hear that, I expect Eddie to come back from the dead. Or Chavo, at <laughs> least. <laughs> Chavo, at least Chavo. Right? Okay. I mean, Chavo, you, you, is the, Chavo and Ray are the only people who get to use that. Yeah, using that using that line once is okay. Nung ginamit ni Ray nung recipe, that was completely perfectly no, okay. No, the but line that, as recorded, that yeah, as recorded that as way. Recorded, yeah. Uh. Pero yung gagamitin siya every week. Ah, uh, nah. That's that's uh that's but too much for me. Ako up in the air pa yung stand ko on this, and I'm gonna wait till I hear it again on SmackDown before I make an opinion. Because like the first time, I'm like, oh okay, this is new, sure. So nasa wait and see mode pa ako. I mean, fine. Okay, sana if they use the original, I mean, Eddie's original theme. So again, yung ko pa, even though it's not obviously Eddie. Because I believe that drop should be attached to that theme. Okay. All right. So yeah, let's move on to uh, this next, next bit of news. Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler, a.k.a. Uh, James Drake and Zach Gibson. I was about to say James Reed, Jesus. Uh, the GYV, <laughs> or the Dyad, they've announced on Twitter that WWE has denied their request for a release. Uh, sabi nila na their contracts run out this October, and then after that, um, the following day, uh, they'll announce the next step in their pro wrestling journey. However, on NXT this week, Joe Gacy was advocating on behalf of the Dyad for an NXT Tag Team Championship match. To the point that she challenged si Joe Coffey to a one-on-one match where if Joe Gacy were to win, then the Dyad are the next number one contenders to Mark Coffey and Wolfgang's Tag Team Championships. What do you guys make of all this? Okay, uh, as, as someone who, you know, understands that finer point because of, you know, uh, actual... Will will you stay or will you go? Decisions, right? Right. Um, one, I think the GYV is trying to get themselves fired by actively airing publicly their grievances mm-hmm. about. And not even grievance, but their next their career contract moves, status by literally breaking kayfabe by saying that uh, this is we're not going anywhere, but we're going somewhere else after this date. <laughs> so, yeah. um, there's that. So that I think is them daring management to fire them as for what's happening on nxt tv i think that 
it's both a way to rub it in their faces now. Okay, we're not going to let you go and you're going to be stuck with this dyad gimmick that you may probably not want for a long time. But on the other hand, it's also a way for them to kind of stay because, okay, maybe uh, this tag team championship opportunity and possibly a tag team championship reign would get you to stay. But, you know... um. If I were to die, that, that wouldn't be enough for me. I say, what is that? I mean, like, it's just another NXT Tag Team Championship. The, the the Grizzle Young Veterans have been, what, one of the longest-running NXT UK Tag Team Champions ever? What is that NXT Tag Team Championship to me, right? as uh, someone who is literally a Grizzle Young Veteran? But either you fucking move me up to the main roster and pay me main roster money, or you get rid of this uh, ridiculous uh, cult gimmick right? so that's the only i think that's the main reason why they wanted to go so i guess because of that they're leaning toward um it's leaning toward uh the, the reverse kofi kingston is leaning toward the nxc management just getting them to stay out of spite Parang push to the out of spite that's that's a weird concept by the way uh <laughs> it's the first time that's ever crossed my mind so that's kind of odd emil um if the gyv or the dyad get called up to the main roster how do you think they'll fare honestly i don't see any great potential with the dyad in the main roster i say i don't know they, they haven't really clicked on me yet to nxt so what if, what if they were the GYV? Oh, is it the GYV had a really weird gimmick that doesn't work if you're outside the UK? No, eh, no, didn't because the tag team division as it is isn't like walang walang potential for any new tag teams to to outshine the Usos and those the Sami and KO the Street Profits. So pretty, if they were JYB, they were they're pretty pretty much gonna be dead in the water if they jump to the main roster as a GYB. Right, yeah. Uh, uh you have a point there, Ro, nung sinabi mo na yung gimmick nila is only really tailored to a very specific audience. Diba? Like when Zach Gibson comes out and does the promo and are soon to be recognized as the blah 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 blah. But I mean, Liverpool's it, it, I know, diba? Liverpool's yes. number one. Liverpool's number one, yes. that's right. <laughs> like no one really cares about Liverpool's number one outside of the UK or maybe even Liverpool. And I'm sorry to say that because I'm a, I'm actually a fan of the GYV. Yeah, so me too. No, I me too. I agree. That. I agree. Uh-huh. And uh, Zach Gibson did train uh, our boy Carlos Zamora. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I I only wish the best for uh, James Drake and Zach Gibson, however you want to call them. Um, I I just want to see them succeed. Really. Uh, speaking of tag teams who are supposedly getting called up, let's talk about Pretty Deadly right here because they were killed off on NXT. And when you think about it, Tony D is a serial killer. He off yes. two dimes, <laughs> and now he's off Kit Wilson and Elton Prince. No, it's not a serial killer. It's He's, he's literally a mafioso, and they're sticking to that uh, character. Because what do mafia gangsters do? They, they, they eliminate... Yeah, they off people. They eliminate their competition, make them sleep with the fishes, you know. Uh, it is what it is. So it's weird. I guess it's weird that they just, you know... Stick. They're they're still sticking to this over the top character, even though uh, <laughs> Tony D has already himself evolved, kind of evolved beyond that. Yeah, you know, like he actually cares about 
other people now other than himself to his credit. Uh, there are reports saying na pretty deadly our friends uh, are showing up on SmackDown this Friday. So, uh, sabi ni Emil, parang like a tag team not named the Usos, the Street Profits, or Sammy and KO is dead in the water. I actually disagree when you bring in pretty deadly into the yeah. mix. Pretty deadly, okay. Because they have this fabulous gimmick and they are they really won me over over the last year. So, um, I'm willing to give Pretty Deadly a chance. But I think I, ito lang, like prediction ko lang, they're gonna debut with new names on the main roster. Like Again? I'm pretty sure, yeah, new. Again, <laughs> why? I, that, I no, think the, so. the whole, no, the reason why they were renamed in NXT because they were preparing that for the main roster because they didn't want to be. They didn't want to use or the management didn't want them to use their uh, indie names. Actually, Lewis Howley oh. is his shoot name. I'm not sure about Sam shoot Stoker. Name, right. Ayun, yeah, yeah, like those Impa. are basically their shoot names. Oh. Um, siguro, okay. I'll just, uh, sige, tignan na natin sa, sa SmackDown if they're still going to be the Pretty Deadly. All right, yeah. I'm excited for this. I, I would love to see uh, Pretty Deadly on the main roster. More of the Yes Boy, more of the side plate check. I just need the tag team championships to be split for this to happen. Yeah. Right. May ano, may rumors din daw na like Seth is going to have his own stable and like they're going to get these two to be stable mates. So <laughs> the Seth heads. <laughs> <laughs> or yung bagong disciples ni Seth Rollins, diba? like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Monday Night Messiah disciples siya, diba? the bago naman. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, uh, let's finish up with some unfortunate injury news coming out of spring break in so it turns out there are three injured NXT wrestlers uh, as of recording. So Indy Hartwell nakita natin a women's championship match. She landed very awkwardly on her right ankle during that Tiffany Stratton moonsault. And Brian Alvarez reports na yung finished off for the match, pinalitan nila when they took Indy Hartwell out. They changed it to Tiffany Stratton. And then when Indy literally limped back and came uh, to finish the match, uh, they went back to the original intended finish, which was Indy retaining. On top of that, Grayson Waller also reportedly injured. Sabi ni Brian Alvarez na injured daw during the rolling cutter, which is why medyo abrupt yung finish ng match nila ni Carmelo Hayes. And the third injury is Sol Ruka, uh, which explains yung backstage attack ng NXT Anonymous uh, vignette. So, all uh, nobody likes these injuries. Uh, very unfortunate timing, especially for Grayson Waller, who was one of the people that we speculated might get called up at the WWE draft. Yeah, uh, I guess that puts the kibosh on uh, that that plan, which is fine. Um, I guess uh, shit happens. Um, maybe they're not ready for it. I think uh, I what I said last week still rings true. Nah, there is still a glut, a bit of a glut of similar gimmicks on the main roster. So maybe it's a it's an okay time to stay in NXT for Arbor Borg, Grayson Waller. Um, as an aside, it does prove MJF's point that even the smallest stuff can get you injured. Right? So it's not just the high-risk stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm really sad that Indy Hartwell got injured, but also kind of relieved she was able to finish the match. But I would hate if she would have to abdicate the championship just because uh, she rolled her ankle the wrong way. Or, yeah. or, or it folded the wrong way, rather. Yeah. Um, as someone who has had that happen to me, to him... It does kind of fuck you up, even especially if it's worse than it intended. So I kind of understand, but I also uh, understand how Indy was able to come back. Because sometimes you just fuck it up a little bit, and then you are okay enough to finish the match. And then after the match, it's gonna it's gonna hurt a little more, but it's gonna get better eventually. 
So sana ganun lang, sana ganun uh, lang, no. Uh, Emil, any thoughts on the NXT injury report? Um, I thought yung injury ni Indy was a work eh, kasi the, the announcers were alluded to it, but no, they cut away from Indy like right after uh, they showed she, the doctor standing when, to her. Yeah, when she came back, like they they alluded to it. So, sana lang it's not severe na she's gonna she's gonna um be out for a long time. Kasi, but yeah, she was able to finish a match, so that that means na na she's okay. Pero if yung injury niya is severe, then her going out again, that's pretty bad. Kasi that is a high risk, low reward move. Pero good thing na she's not that injured naman. So um, still, congrats to Indy for retaining retaining the uh the women's title. Yeah, Indy Hartwell also someone to watch heading into the WWE draft. Like. Uh, we were kind of predicting that Tiffany Stratton would win the championship off of her so that Indy yep. could be freed up heading into either Raw or SmackDown. But yes, uh, uh, I guess she's not rejoining the way just yet. Yeah, yeah. So y- yung 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 natin kasi there's already a program for her na naka, naka, ano na, naka ready na when she goes up to the main roster like, with the way. So, But I think but you know maybe she'll stay there for a few more months and you know we'll see by summertime she's going to move up. Or the draft could uh, tell us otherwise this weekend, and we'd all just sound really stupid, like everyone else on the internet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I've I've been commenting. I've been what analyzing and commenting on wrestling for what more than ten years now. I'm used to looking stupid. Yeah, uh, as as am I. <laughs> Not sure about our two ashs. Kung saan yeah, kayo na, yeah. you know, having egg Sunday on your face. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's good. That's good. On that note, this ends the audio-only portion of the podcast. Keep those questions and uh, those comments coming at Wrestling Two X Pod on Twitter and on TikTok. All right, let's talk about that surprise debut that we all got Kanina on Dynamite. Roderick Strong came out to add to the babyface party that came to Adam Cole's aid. So it's Orange Cassidy and Bandido. And now Roderick Strong. So Adam Cole now has an undisputed ally back with him. Na naswerve tayo kasi, di ba, si Kyle O'Reilly yung tinweet ni Adam Cole this weekend. Last we checked, Roderick Strong was supposedly recovering from injury at the PC. Yeah, um, it's funny. Uh, nobody picked this up at all. So I assume there might be some controversial hijinks surrounding his contract status because uh, not even the great Sean Ross Sapp was able to pick this one up from uh, whatever source he has. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, definitely out of left field. Nobody called it. So, kala talaga natin, pinabilito lang siya ng suka sa tindahan. Tapos, nandun na pala siya sa AEW, di ba? So, um, I, I'm all for this. Uh, it was definitely weird that Strong Roddy was um, the only guy left on uh, Vince McMahon's NXT. And even though it has kind of veered back to its old self, uh, I do think that um, he was there for too long. And I don't think he would have uh, succeeded on the main roster without the rest of his guys, if, whether it's Undisputed Era or Diamond Mine. So. I think this is an okay move, uh, especially when AEW doesn't have Bobby Fish or Kyle O'Reilly. So I am totally okay with this. Ego Emil, are you a big Roddy Strong guy? Yes, um, of course. I'm, I'm like a big fan of the Undisputed Era. And I also uh, like Roderick Strong because for me, he's one of the best uh, pure wrestlers that we had in the last 20 years. And he, sh- uh, he shook the system. By uh, sh- uh, by uh, surprising all of us 
na he's, a, he's in AW na pala kasi um, the last time we saw him was he was um, he was injured and he was uh, motivating the Creed Brothers the last time I saw him on TV. So I thought he was injured talaga. And, I, and he signed the extension right around nung patapos ng kontrata ng other era guys. So I thought he was going to be in NXT and even going to be a coach in the PC for the long term. But you know, um, whatever happened, happened, and he, here he is. Um, and like, I, honestly, being a big Undisputed Era fan, I want a full era uh, run in AEW, although I don't think that's going to be possible because I don't think they're going to bring back Bobby Fish, but who knows what happens. And plus, I think yung trio nila Cole, and if he, if he comes back, Kyle O'Reilly and Roddy. Was the best version of that group, so I won't mind if they bring it back just for a bit uh, when uh, O'Reilly comes back. It's funny. Undisputed era versus elite, na. <laughs> it's great that he you mentioned uh, the Creed Brothers story. I was actually waiting for a resolution to that because then they never really, uh, they really never blew it up. The way it they should have, like they were teasing, you know, the turn, the big, um, uh, is is Roddy finally gonna snap on everyone and just you know kick ass? Even though that he kind of did, it wasn't in that big way. Yeah. See si Damon, see si Damon Kemp lang yung nag uh, nag turn talaga. So mm-hmm. yun ang pinakasayang. Even though I'm sure he wanted a bit a better payday, a better a better environment. I really was excited for that. Um, uh, for that resolution. Um, Bruce is asking if. Kyle is in AW, yes, sir. Yes, he has been yes, he is. In AW, since they, uh, since uh, they made the switch to NXT 2.0 back in 2021, so yep. uh, he's just been injured. They let Bobby Fish go. Uh, that that Bobby Fish firing was a political thing. I will tell you because um because he talked shit about punk. Uh, going back to Roddy here, I'm sure naging factor din na his wife Marina Shafir is already with AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm sure that right. made it easier for him to make the move, diba? So yeah. uh, congrats to Roderick Strong. I'm I'm glad na you know he seems to be in in a better place physically and that uh, he's able to wrestle again. So looking forward to seeing him back in the ring next week in that um, eight man tag. All right, finally we're gonna talk about MJF here because he tweeted something out. Uh, this happened about a couple of days ago, and he basically said that he doesn't want wrestlers to take all of these high risks in the ring. Uh, Babyface producer Jasper, let's pull up the screenshot of his tweet so our listeners and viewers can actually uh, see it. So ito, uh, it's on your screens right now, and if you're listening to this on the audio-only version, you could probably find the screenshots online as I'm saying this. Uh, so I'm going to go to you first, Ro, because I'm sure you've got thoughts on this one, given that you, you yourself have stepped in the ring. Yeah, uh, he's not wrong. He, he is definitely not wrong. I do follow this philosophy as well. Um, where unlike Japan, as Yappy told us, insurance premiums. legit insurance from the government. You know, we don't get injury pay if or when we injure ourselves in the ring. So I totally understand this. I have actually, whether or uh consciously or unconsciously adjusted my own in-ring style to minimize risk because at the end of the day if you get hurt it is really painful it's it's not just painful but it's also debilitating and then you got to get um it's not just debilitating physically it's also debilitating financially so uh maxwell is not wrong here and when you hear it as well from people here in uh 
people in the business here in the Philippines, it's also not wrong, even though it does come off in bad taste. Um, I understand why he deleted this. I would assume that he offended uh, his colleagues who are, you know, high risk or, you know, they Which take like more 70% risk of during. the AEW roster. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But I do think that he is allowed to say it in character. Because his character is really more uh, personality-based than in-ring based. So I thought that he was, it would have been fair game for him to say in kayfabe, diba? Uh, whether, uh, as compared to if you are uh, a part of this business and you're saying it in your personal account and you're literally uh, burying everyone who chooses to fly high, diba? Uh, and and wow the crowd because of their uh, through their high flying spots like that is a choice still even though I don't agree with it even though I do believe it's dangerous and sometimes unnecessary it is still a choice that they're free to make as long as they don't kill anyone else in the process you know or hurt anyone in the process right that's totally fine um, it's just that um, as fans I do hope that fans understand what he's trying to say. Especially those who uh, prefer and uh, really love like the high flying acrobatic style, the the high risk hardcore deathmatch style, even uh, all of those things that are way more dangerous than your usual meat and potatoes uh, technical or basic fundamental style. You know what I'm I just wish that you understand it and you don't judge a wrestler's skill or lack thereof by what they do or don't do in the ring because MJF is right. Everyone who said it is right. Even the smallest things, the the tiniest bumps, even they hurt. And as I've seen with my own two eyes, even the most innocuous bump can break a bone. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Because I deliberately went to you first because of the three of us, you're the one with the clear in-ring experience. So does someone like myself or does someone like Emil have a right to an opinion on what MJF said, given that we're not in-ring performers? Uh, That's a good question. Um, You cannot dispute the facts that he said. You can have an opinion, I guess. It doesn't always make it right, but you can't dispute the fact that uh, the high-risk stuff really is super dangerous and that um, you can put on a good match, an entertaining match, um, an entertaining segment without having to go through all of these things. You can't have an opinion that says that this high-flying, high-risk stuff is still the spice of the sport. That's totally fine. Um, yeah, I, I just said myself, um, it's okay. You know, I, I'm not gonna completely tell another wrestler to stop doing all of that. Cause say again, it's your money, it's your health insurance or lack thereof, it's your body. If you want to fuck around and find out, it's totally on you. Just, just don't hurt anyone else in the process. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you, you know, man. Cause you know, Emil, I, I didn't go to you for a reason. Cause I was not afraid to uh, give an opinion on a matter like this, just because. Uh, what's malay natin, de ba? Um, yes. I'm, I'm just here to to enjoy wrestling, and however a worker decides to work is not something I feel I have a valid opinion on. Um, in many ways, uh, I actually am reminded of the Miz and Brian debate from Talking Smack in 2016. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the same thing. That's that was what Miz was uh, pushing. Yung yung point the MJF, uh, that was what he was trying to argue to, to Brian, and that was what Brian was trying to uh, defend uh, against Miz. Um, 
there is a there is unfortunately uh a lot of substance to both sides you know yeah um it's just that maybe the biggest conclusion i would hope is that we fans do not demand uh the highest of risks or do not super glorify the highest of risks like the the really unnecessary the really reckless stuff right um because we cannot be entertained by the the simple or the basic looking stuff I remember when Cesaro and Charlotte were doing their press junket ng 2016 live event. I actually asked Cesaro about this because it blow up lang ng uh, Talking Smack episode na yon. And he answered it very diplomatically. In many, parang in a roundabout way, sinabi niya na uh, different fans like different things in the same way na different wrestlers want to work different ways. So kanya kanyang trip, wag na lang magbasagan ng trip, parang ganon. If I remember correctly. But oh, it's like it's like the Jeff Hardy thing, like. Yes, it's nice to uh, see Jeff Hardy take his risks, be a daredevil. But at some point, we gotta stop enabling the guy, you know, yeah. from uh, putting his body through all of that. Like that's not healthy. That's not safe. Even at, at a point, especially when he gets to a point where he is, um, he is wasting his opportunities because he has to cope with the damage that he's dealt to himself. Right, right. Uh, ito, um, question from Ina. Ro, baka gusto mo magpakilala. Hi, I'm Ro Moran. Uh, oh, um, I will get to that in our plugs later. <laughs> Alright. Uh, uh, I promise you, I will get to that in our plugs later. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Emil, let's get to your plugs. Um, tell people where they can find your takes of you calling for Coach Bud's head. <laughs> you can follow me on TikTok at EML underscore Meister. I just... Post sports opinions there. Although I have it, di pa ako na TikTok ng calling uh, Coach Bud to be fired. But I did, I did uh, over over reactively said on our Discord server earlier. So uh, you can follow me on TikTok there for some sports takes, um, and also on Twitter at email underscore Meister. All right, Aro, the plug. All right, um, there is no direct plug yet, but uh, I am brewing something something that uh, I hope to announce in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that in my spaces um, at my social media accounts at Roizwar on Twitter at uh, Shang.Daddy on Instagram and where I think Ina can find the answer to her burning question. You know, so follow me na And uh, at Shang.Daddy on TikTok. Okay. Uh, Ina, di ka namin ginagago. Uh, just want to make that clear. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm just I'm, letting I'm, Ro answer the question no, no, himself. Seriously, ako na mahanap mo yung mo sa Instagram ko. Oh, kaya naman sa comments, wag naman tayong magagawaan. Ano ba? We're supposed to be a nice little community here. Yeah. Alright, uh, on my end, please go check out On Deck with Stancy. New episode featuring Nicole Hiala and Chris Trapper dropped yesterday. Uh, really proud of that episode because I was literally a fly on the wall just uh, asking questions dito sa Immortal na Tambalan ni Nicole Hiala and Chris Trapper, 19 years and counting, so go check that out. And then, upcoming episode for next week naman features uh, my great friend Indy O'Connor. Uh, she's changed her last name since getting married. Uh, she is probably most known for being Samantha on the phone or SOP from uh, the peak of Boys Night Out uh, magic so go check out those episodes when uh, you find them on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts 
Um, as for us, uh, we'll catch you again next week for our usual pick of the week episode. And for any and all questions, you know where to find us at Wrestling Two X Pod on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Twitter and TikTok rather, Facebook and Instagram. It's at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And watch out because we did a photo shoot ng ninth anniversary. So finally, ma update na natin yung cover art ng show. We can finally uh, include Emil and Rowan in the cover art. So it took us a while, but we finally. All got together. I mean, mahirap pag schedule ng just five guys. You know, yeah. <laughs> lalo na pag in demand ka tulad ni Rowan ASH. Sa talaga pinaka in demand sa mga lahat. Oh, actually, then si Chino, then si Emil. <laughs> yeah. All right. On that note, thank you so much to everybody who joined us for a very lively Thursday live stream. Sobrang saya makita na nag-engage kay lahat with the comments. Thank you to everybody who celebrated our ninth anniversary with us. To our sponsors, to the PNA staff and producers who helped us out with everything over the last week. Uh, thank you to everyone who keeps sharing about the podcast and uh, we'll catch you next week for another episode. Again, pick of the week and the live stream Thursdays at, at, at 7pm right here on Facebook and on YouTube. Follow us at Chino Supersized, at Monday Night Rowan, at EML underscore Meister, at Row is War, and at underscore Stan C. On behalf of Emil A.S.H. and Ro Moran, my name is Stan C. saying, stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 